Welcome to Healthline by Prudence Davis. I believe that a meaningful life is strongly influenced by our mental and physical well-being. My purpose is to inspire and help others to understand the importance of health in their everyday life. Whether it's related to mental pain, stress or physical challenges, it's especially the long-term changes that I find interesting. We'll be looking into how healthy habits and cognitive processes can be implemented in daily routines so you can be thriving and high on your own supply with help from the best experts around the world. Stay healthy, stay tuned. And welcome to Headline, your hotline to help. I'm Prudence Davis, and today I'm very lucky to have Julius Iversen, very Danish, yes. uh, with me here in the studio, and Vico, your dog. Yes, Vico, also a very Danish name. <laughs> Julius and Vico, thank yes. you so much for taking your precious time and using it here with me and everyone else. I'm very grateful. Thank you for showing up. You're welcome. Starting off with first question, what is your purpose and why and how did you find that? Well, we have to uh, differentiate between work and life purpose. But um, uh, and as you told me before we started, I'm here about both. Uh, so my my life uh, my life goals is to be happy in general, uh, which can be simple but also difficult. Uh, and I don't know if I achieved it yet. I don't know if you know if you did, but uh, I guess that's my life goal. And uh, yeah, my purpose with work is. Uh, to do something different and do something good and do something, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Do something that other people will appreciate. That's sort of my goal. So, which is difficult because it's difficult to classify what is appreciated. So, yeah, I guess that's it. So nice. And how did you find that road to everything you're doing now? Um, also another big question. Yeah, very big question <laughs> and, and not easy to answer. Um, and I don't think I can answer that in, in, in this one <laughs> podcast, but, um, basically a lot of things happened, uh, by itself for me, but also a lot of things are conscious choices. So, um, I grew up, uh, in a family working in a field that I also work with today or part of it. My father was a florist. So for me, it was uh, very natural to start working with flowers, um, And uh, so I did, and I, I work with uh, flowers in a very traditional way to begin with. And um, that evolved quite quickly into like an urge to try to work in a more creative way. And as you and I just talked about five minutes ago, that we don't like boxes. And a lot of no. people, yeah, no, we don't like boxes at all in life. So, and a lot of, uh, yeah, jobs or uh, uh, like industries are very box related, box, box related. And uh, I had sort of an urge to sort of yeah break down the boundaries of the box. So tr I tried to do that. And so far it went quite well. And I think that that urge uh, pushed me to work in various fields and industries. And then, uh, yeah, sort of, it sort of became my my mission or goal to sort of break down boundaries between different industries and, and create one unit of different creative industries in, in one studio. So that's what I'm trying to do today. So nice. And I, I, of course, I'm a big fan of your studio, uh, you. multidisciplinary studio, many different things. And 
what I really feel every time I step into that studio to blow is like there is something new. And I, I also get a, a feeling, a vibe in somehow. And you're so good at that. Thank um, you, I guess. Can, can you tell, tell me a little more about that studio, that place you created? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, to, to break out of the very traditional f uh, florist industry, I uh, I created a gallery for flowers to begin with, uh, which is the space you're talking about now. And um, uh, my father had uh, like very traditional flower stores and growing up with uh, a lot of difficulties with ADD and ADHD, uh, being in a space where there's a lot of uh, materials and colors and textures compromised in a very small space, which is quite normal for flower stores, you can feel a little bit distressed in that space. So um, what I basically did is I created a large space for very few flowers. Um, so to begin with, it was uh, more or less like a gallery where we showcased flowers one by one and sold them one by one in order to give them air and space in order to breathe uh, and let each uh, single flower to have like an identity or a spot on the podium, sort of say. So I showcased flowers at, as artworks to begin with and... Um, any uh, financial advisor would tell me that this is a bad idea, of course, <laughs> because a large space is expensive and you can't sell a lot of flowers if you sell them one by one. So, um, but it was a bit of a marketing stunt to begin with and also to showcase the importance of flowers and, and my idea about putting flowers on the stage, uh, like art is being being put on a, yeah, a pedestal. So uh, sort of showcasing that, flower, that flowers has the same value or, or importance as, as art. Uh, so that was how it started. And uh, yeah, and I created that, that space. And uh, quite, quite fast, it uh, turned out that a lot of artists and designers wanted to collaborate with the space. And uh, yeah, um, over the past five years, it evolved to become uh, both a gallery and a exhibition space, but also we evolved to a company producing spaces in general, so spatial design and experience uh, moments, etc. So uh, we believe a lot in that that spaces or or areas can change the perception of, of how you are as a person. So a space uh, through colors, textures, uh, materiality can actually change how a person feel when they walk into a space. So we quite deliberately try to create spaces that make you feel happy or uplifted. So, but it, it was quite a long journey to come to that, to that space where we are now. Yeah, because was it something you needed yourself? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like I yeah. just said, like it, it's coming from having difficulties with a lot of uh, things in life. First of all, figuring out what's your right shelf, which box am I supposed to get into? <laughs> like we just talked about before, because unfortunately our society is very, uh, yeah, it's it's built up with boxes and, and you sort of have to fit into some sort of box, or at least when I was uh, doing education and figuring out what I wanted to do in life. So you're told by your parents that you need to sort of figure out, should I study law or should I be a accountant or a designer or whatever? So I think for me, it was a lot about finding a space where I'm allowed to do whatever I want to do. And I'm a little bit of a difficult person when it comes to that, because one day I want to do one thing and another day I want to do another thing. So, um, yeah, which uh, comes with the difficulties I've had with ADD and ADHD and a lot of uh, different uh, uh, yeah, feelings in life. Um, and I think, as you say, it, it comes from yeah wanting to find a space where I can do whatever I want to do. And or yeah there's space to do whatever you need to do or want to do so it's it's uh, like again like getting the boundaries down and removing the 
the walls of the box, sort of, and then letting creative creativity, uh, yeah, be more free somehow. Yeah, because how did the spaces that were not adapted to you and your, you know, sense of feeling safe? I guess you have to feel safe if you want to express yourself. Yeah. How did that affect you? Yeah, I just had this urge to, yeah, like I just said, create a space where there's the ability of of evolving your creativity and and also understanding other types of creativity. And um, today I I run a studio where we try to bridge different creative industries, such as art and design, for instance, or architecture and botanical work. Uh, and we try to create uh, one studio where there's not so many boundaries between the different creative industries. And I th I think that I have a urge to work in different creative layers. So for me, I really, I really like the process of simply just doing a bouquet, but I also love the process of creating a long-term creative work, such as a bigger design or, or in a larger scale or creating a spatial design. Um, and somehow the process is quite similar. So creating a bouquet is not that different from actually creating a spatial design. If you look at as an up, uh, if you look at it as an ob uh, objective way, uh, of course the process is way longer, which is <laughs> which is understanding. But the, like the creative process is not that different actually. If you look at a bouquet as doing a design and not merely uh, simply just doing something decorative, but uh, if you look at it with uh, this, the design glasses, so it's somehow not that uh, different. And I think that for me was uh, kind of important to break down the boundaries and also let uh, other industries know that that botanicals is actually like a, a design industry or an art industry, that it's not just a decorative object, but it can also create a feeling or change people's perception of something or yeah, be a material for art or et cetera. So that was also very important for me to sort of bring um, yeah, an industry or uplift the industry more because a lot of creative industries are not looked upon as as important as for instance the art industry or the architecture industry which is still a problem ongoing so yeah yeah no but it, it makes total sense and um also you, you talked a lot about also mental health in regards to yeah creating some nice environments yeah. what are your go-tos when wanting to create a, a nice safe space or a, a place you can be happy um i see my work as meditation definitely so in in general um uh, doing flowers is very meditative for me um so if i have a very bad day or if i'm hangover for instance like we all can be sometimes or if uh, i'm feeling sad or depressed like going and doing flowers gardening or Is, uh, simply doing a bouquet or doing an installation is really helpful for me. Um, but I think it's uh, something to do with that. I, I maybe just uh, shut off my brain when I when I do flowers. So for me, it's like meditating. Uh, and I th it's probably because I've done it for so many years as well. So it's for me, it's very naturally to like the process of it. Um, I don't think that much when I do it anymore. Of course, I did to begin with. But so for me, like doing the installation work with flowers is very meditating but if we're talking about how like i can create a room like a physical space which is more calming that's uh, generally uh, creating a space where objects feel me safe I, i believe that objects can have an energy or create an energy with you so surrounding yourself by objects that 
gives you the reminiscence of something important or uh, object you get, you got from a f uh, important person or so having objects related to you that are uh, dear to you is quite important for me my home is also filled with objects that are important for me so yeah it, how did you build your home and create that space yeah my, my home is or our home I, I live with my boyfriend Morten it's um, it's very different from from my workspace because uh, our home is somewhat way more warm than my workspace um, because it, it both has antiques and modern art and all different sort of objects. Uh, so it's, it's, m it's more like a patchwork somehow than my workspace, which, where, which is way more related to functional art and a more modern perception. So our home is, is yeah, like a shoebox filled with a lot of objects that are important to us. So every time we travel, we buy objects or, you know, also because of the fact that we live like we do. A lot of people, they come and give us objects when they visit us because they know we love objects. Uh, we have a lot of flowers, a lot of textures, colors. I'm uh, I'm a color person, so and I, I yeah, Me too. yeah. yeah <laughs> I believe colors make you happy. Yeah, and and I tried living in uh, all beige life and home before. I did that when I was very young, uh, and I was not feeling really good in general. But also, I I feel like your home is uh, like a mirror of how you actually are feeling. And for me, colors are positive and non-colored textures or materials are more um, depressive somehow for me. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone feels like that, but I feel like that. So I made a very colorful home, which is, yeah, positive for me. And how is that affecting you in your everyday life? Can you feel a shift when you get home or... Yeah, yeah, I feel color or I feel calm in a in a very eclectic home. Like a lot of people would say when they walk into our home that it's not calming at all, but for me it's calming like the there are a lot of textures, the, the, there are a lot of different objects, there are a lot of different colors, etc. and that's calming for me. Like it's calming that a lot of things is happening. I actually feel more distressed in a completely white space or a completely beige space. I sort of feel not at home. So I, I, and of course this is individual somehow, but I feel um, I've been working a lot with spaces, of course, and also, as you know, we created a mental health clinic um, and um, doing that process, we of course investigated a lot how colors affect your mind and how textures and materialities affect the human beings in general. And of course, a lot of people cannot live like uh, like me and my boyfriend does because it's there's too many things for a lot of people. Like it's it's too clustered. But um, there's a lot of theory backing up that uh, that materiality, for instance, can help you calm calm down. Um, there's a, a theory called the theory of materiality, which is uh, basically based on textures and materiality uh, giving release of stress and also. If you're a person who has anxiety, etc., there are specific textures that can actually help you feel relieved. We all know it from, for instance, the I think they're called smushy balls. You know, the the ball you can sort of uh, yeah make um, yeah smushy in your hand, or the Chinese yin and yang balls. It's the same, the ones you twirl in your hand. So it's it's actually a theory based on textures that will provide you calmness. So it can also be threaded textile, for instance, if you have threaded textile on a chair, it can be very calming to sit and touch it for a lot of people. So it's actually uh, been scientifically proven that, or theoretically proven, not scientifically, theoretically proven that uh, textures can be very calming in general. So 
and of course they don't have to be colorful but but just the mere fact that you have texture to touch or it can be the same as you know water can be very calming like going swimming or taking a cold shower or you know th there's a lot of different textures and feelings that can make you feel calm and you can use that in an interior or in a space if you do it consciously to make a space feel an individual more calm i believe so i try to do that in my home of of course as well <laughs> but it's more mm. difficult to do it on yourself i think yeah because how important uh, is it for us to have spaces that create calmness or happiness you know how does it affect us because i think it's very important yeah i think we look at so many workspaces you know where the climate is bad the lightning is bad mm. you know how does it affect us actually yeah if, uh, I wish I could answer it yeah, <laughs> completely, I know, but, but and yeah. but like with my knowledge uh, and the knowledge I got from creating the spaces that we did so far, uh, because we did a lot of uh, research before we actually did it, and also we did it during COVID, so we had a lot of time, which was uh, very effectful because we had a lot of time to actually investigate how to dig into it. So um, while we created those spaces, we we found out that that it's it actually makes a difference. So. Um, but it's a it's a newer way of thinking. It's 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 not something you have been thinking about in the eighties, the nineties, etc. So I think that creating um, public spaces or work environments or schools or hospitals, etc., with this in mind, can actually change a lot. I think a healing process can be better. I think educational process can be way easier, specifically for people who has uh, troubles uh, finding. Uh, Yeah, finding finding it to be calm in school or etc. So I think this can can provide a lot of help for for institutions etc. And I I don't believe it's uh, something you can measure one to one. So therefore, it's also very difficult to probably get um, a lot of very scientifically status people to understand the effect of it. Uh, I'm a creative person, so for me, it's I don't necessarily need to have something on a paper in order to understand the or believe that there can be effect on it. But uh, of course, it's not proven in the same way as a lot of other things are. But um, I, in my opinion, there's no doubt that you can create spaces where it's easier for a lot of people to actually take in information or or heal or hospitals or, you know, I believe that we can create spaces where where processes can become better than they are already. Yeah, it makes total sense because what do you look at um, when you go into the processes, you know, of maybe the workspace or you're doing collaboration with something? Yeah. Uh, what do you look at? Yeah, if, for instance, if it's creating a space, then you start with looking at uh, which type of light that comes into the space. Uh, when you understood uh, the amount of light coming in there, thereafter, you look at colors, which which kind of colors would be the best to use in this specific room uh, compared to the light that comes in. Also, what is the the purpose of the room? Is 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 it an educational space or is it a space uh, where you need to feel calm or is it a space where you are supposed to feel uplifted? Colors has different effects. So, so for instance, um, aqua, aquamarine and blue colors are uplifting in specific tones and other tones are calming. So for just to give an example, you can look at a turquoise, a turquoise color. It can be uplifting because it's sort of sharp, whereas a deep marine blue, that's more calming to, to, to sort yeah. of get the impression of it. Uh, so by using colors um, in a specific way, you can 
already by then unconsciously give a uplifting or a calming effect to someone when they walk into a room. And the same you can do with the level of light. So light has a different scales. It can be very bright and blue, and it can be very low and yellow. And low and yellow, for instance, is very calming, and, and high and blue is very uplifting because high and blue imitates daylight. So by by consciously choosing different lights and colors to a space, before you even talk about textures and furniture and et cetera, you can already, by just that fact, create an unconscious feeling for the people entering the room. So, and if you do that in public spaces, I believe that you can make a difference on how people are feeling. And of course, also botanicals in a space. <laughs> we almost don't even have to talk about it, but botanicals in a space will create a very big difference, not just for the air and uh, the, the air you breathe in, but also you can create a feeling of being outside by bringing botanicals inside. So, and it's known that the feeling of being outside is uh, freshening for people, right? So if you can create that feeling inside in a space, I think you can create a better indoor environment in general. No, but I think it's so, for me, it's so helpful in so many ways. And I think it will be mm. for so many people because yeah. uh, we use so much time also in our home and it should be a recharging space or a, a place Definitely. where where we can um, feel home uh, as well. Um i feel like I have so many questions for you because you know <laughs> so much. But uh, I would love to hear because I've seen you in so many health spaces. And I'm, I know uh, that you also have a lot of focus on health. Also yes. a balance, of course. Life is all about balance. It is, yes. But um, how did you uh, turn into using health tools yourself? And you know, when did it start? Mm. And I had a lot of distress in life in general. Um, I had difficulties figuring out, uh, as I said before, uh, which which shelf to put myself on, uh, which kind of work did I want, uh, figuring out who I was as a person, setting boundaries to other people, having problems with drugs and alcohol, like a lot of different levels. I've tried all of that. So, um, yeah, I think it was uh, to create a balance between all of that and also to sort of have a healthy mindset. So I've had a lot of ADD, ADHD, whatever you want to call it, uh, um, in my life and a lot of stress because of work environments. Uh, I lost my father at the age of 24. I took over a big company. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that there was a lot of things happening in my life. So I think it was in order to create somewhat of a, a counterweight to that. Um, I uh, started uh, started like a lot of people would do. I started going out a lot and I started drinking a lot of alcohol, taking a lot of drugs, uh, all of these kind of stupid things that you think help in the in the second, but it actually doesn't because in the long run it just becomes worse. So um, to counterweight all of that, I started using uh, winter bathing. First of all, as you know, I, I do a lot of winter bathing, but also... Uh, Yoga, I did a lot, and um, yeah, cryotherapy, as you know as well. So uh, doing a lot of different things for your body helps your mind. Uh, light therapy helps a lot. Uh, again, that's uh, the same thesis as I just talked about before, that if you imitate uh, outdoor life in an indoor environment, uh, especially during winter periods in Denmark because of the lack of light here, then uh, you can use that as uh, yeah as as a tool to feel like you have been outside and looking at the sun and that helps so uh, for me it was a necessity to start using all of these yeah different 
healthcare uh, help tools in order to just feel better in our everyday life. And also when you work that much as I do, even though I don't feel like it's working, it's 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 still, you need to sort of counterweight that. And I'm really bad at going to the gym. I don't like it. So for me, it's also a way of exercising without feeling that I'm exercising. Um, as you know, also uh, the infrared sauna, for instance, uh, is a very nice way of actually doing something healthy for your body while you're sitting still, <laughs> which is which is quite positive for me. Um, yeah, and and yeah, and you you uh, you work with your metabolism and and with different. Uh, essential parts of your body without actually getting on a treadmill or yeah so and as you know you can do that in different ways but for me it was uh, a very uh, very useful tool to go to spaces where it's sort of a spa feeling but you also at the same time are doing something different than laying in warm water or <laughs> yeah so so basically th the truth is that i needed it as a counterweight for my life yeah, to feel and, better. yeah, and if you're sitting out there, you said you're also very busy. I also see you running, 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 you know, from one <laughs> to the other. But how important is it for you to prioritize your health? Uh, it's quite important. Um, as you say, I'm, I'm, I have a quite uh, busy schedule and life, and that can become quite stressful. And stress is a thing you don't feel yourself before. It's often quite too late. I uh, Fortunately, I haven't gotten to the situation where it was... Uh, where it was really too late for me. But um, it's quite important for me to do healthcare because I believe it uh, it can stop stress, for instance, or the, the stress to evolve to a point where it's no no return, kind of. So I feel like if uh, if you're on a yeah, schedule basis, weekly or bi-monthly bi or whatever it works for you, if you, if you do something that uh, makes you feel relaxed or at ease, and that can be taking a walk, it doesn't have to... Go, to be going in a cryo or an infrared sauna or it can be going for a walk or a jump in the ocean or and i do a lot of various things that i i winter bathe a lot uh, and unfortunately we can't do that all year but but for me it works a lot so in summer times i use cryo or ice bathing because uh, somehow it just works really magically on on my endorphins and for me feeling better so i feel like that if you do these little things in your everyday life you can actually uh yeah prevent first of all uh, like really important stress or v very deep stress but also just uh yeah make yourself feel better on an everyday life so, sort of it makes so much sense and I, when you talked about it i was like you're also a very social person i'm just assuming mm -hmm. that's what i see yeah I how am. big of a role does that play in your life to have a community to have people around who you care for uh, a lot. Um, I'm not a person who's that's very good at being alone, which uh, I have no problem saying. A lot of people they don't like saying that they are a, a social butterfly or or whatever you would call it, but I am, which is also a big part of my work. Um, I I think I'm home maybe one or two, one or two evenings in a week, so uh, for me, um, being uh, social and being with uh, people I love is also relaxing. That can also be seen as like a, a form of meditation. Of course, not always. It's depending on which type of environment or or which type of evening you're having. But some of them can be very relaxing, and you know, also being able to have friends uh, that you can open up your heart to and be honest with is very important for me. Um, because we all have a lot of difficulties in life, and that's normal. And I think by talking about them, they, we make the problem smaller somehow. 
that's an experience that I have at least. Like, uh, and most people will listen to it. But you, but you are some, or I was some somehow afraid of talking about it when I was younger, because you feel like that they will judge you or they will, f- will you know, discard you or whatever. But but in general, if you talk about the problems that are the most difficult to talk about, they become smaller somehow. So it's quite important to have people you can actually do that with. So makes and, so much sense. Yeah. So and of course you don't do that at public events, but <laughs> or you can, but but uh, yeah. So for me, it's important to to do both as uh, have like private evenings, but also I go to a lot of public events because it's a part of my job, of course. So how, um, how do you handle it if you have, now we're talking about winter period, you know, if you are going into a darker period, how do you handle that now? Uh, yeah, first of all, colors again, like we talked about before, um, surrounding yourself by colors helps a lot. Um, flowers, botanicals, if you bring that inside, um it can give you a feeling of having out outside environment in your home it doesn't have to be a, a huge indoor plant it can also be just buying a bunch of flowers in the supermarket it doesn't either have to be something expensive uh, f- for me it works with you know just having a simple green leaf it it doesn't need to be something big or impressive it's uh, it's more giving the yeah the the feeling of having outdoor space inside i think that helps a lot And then, uh, yeah, uh, winter bathing really does a difference for me. Uh, I know you do it as well. So yeah, it's, um, big fan. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I do it three or four times a week uh, during winter. And uh, it really does a huge difference for my mental health. Um, and it takes 20 minutes. It's not something uh, like difficult to get into your schedule. It's And it doesn't hurt like a lot of people think it does. <laughs> And it's you know it's not uncomfortable. It actually I I'm looking forward to it every time, and um, yeah, I'm, I I don't know the like the scientific background of it, but I just know it works. Like it's for me, and I've done it now for three years. Um, yeah, and it makes a huge difference for me. So yeah, that I really recommend to everyone. And it it's you know you don't have to be a member of some some fancy club or whatever. I started out with one of my best friends, Falreke, as you know as well. Uh, and we just did it in the harbor, so you know. And it's just starting from now on, actually, because now the water is beginning to to get colder. And then it's just jumping in and and being in for 10 seconds and going up and drying off and go to work. It's quite easy. You don't need a sauna. You don't need a space to change your clothes. It's you can do it that easily, actually, right? So it's and I did it like that. Now I'm a member of of different clubs because. It's more comfortable, of course, in, in the end. But I learned by just jumping in and then, yeah, bringing a towel and then just going to work afterwards. And it's it's actually very, very easy and nice. So it's so nice. And one last question because I feel like time yeah, yeah, is, of course. but unfortunately, but um, I feel like you're such a good example of just being human in every aspect of your life. Do you have something that uh, you can start doing to? Be more at ease, be more at flow in your life, be more yourself. Because you're also talking on a lot of different levels, yeah. you know, creativity, mentally. I don't okay. feel I am at all, <laughs> so to, to begin with. Like, I I don't feel like I'm at ease. Um, but I think uh, a, a very good start is trying to figure out what's important to do in life for you, which is very different from from person to person. And I took a decision because I was forced into it because of my father's death and taking over a big company, etc. So I was pushed into the situation of, of taking a choice in life of what you want to do. And I think um, 
if you if you take a conscious choice about what you're doing you will probably be more happy about what you do every day in order to succeed in what you're doing because it's a conscious choice about what it is you want to do and i think that changed my everyday life quite a lot and of course it's very difficult to figure out what it is you want to do and that's normal for everyone i don't know if i'm doing the right thing either but for, for now it feels like it's the right thing um and i think if you can figure out what it is you want in life and you actually try to succeed with that then you feel um very happy about what you do every day in order to try to succeed with it because it's a goal you set yourself so i think that's sort of if it makes sense somehow <laughs> so totally sense yeah. just you have such a high resilience you've been through so much and yeah. still you keep your you know nice nice energy and <laughs> yeah, colors yeah. and present and so exactly. it's so inspiring to be around thank you nice thank you so much Julius, for using your time of course thank you so much for listening having routines that support me in my sometimes very busy everyday life is um, very crucial and i think health should be easy it should be something that's convenient as well and i think that pure greens have such a nice intention around that they uh, started many years ago at the i I visited them first time at full expert because i needed uh, something easy i was um, also doing meals at home but uh, i also need something on the go i had always like a a class that i i teach at that time and i could never uh, make myself lunch or anything so i always popped by there and they always had my you know, uh, celery, green juices, uh, and matcha as well. So that was a big help for me uh, and still is. Now I am able to use their freshly uh, pressed green juices when I go to events and, and host my Pilates and meditation events. And it's it's so nice because everything is fresh and it's you know, you're also tapping into a community of like-minded people that loves to help people stay motivated in their healthy routines as well. So um, the salads they made are uh, also selected and uh, the tastes are mixed together um, by a, um, a gourmet uh, chef. So the tastes, it's not just a salad, it's like a whole taste experience as well. So I really love to go there and and get inspired, especially by their juices. And uh, I'm a big fan of their salad called Mexicali as well, because it's just, I've just been to Mexico and it takes you into a nice, like comforting food, but it's still super healthy. The ingredients are also selected very carefully um, together with the taste, the dressings. Uh, as well are not like filled with a lot of processed ingredients it's very clean and very helpful in uh, a busy day life and the owners behind are also very amazing uh, heartwarming people who has a, a very nice purpose around helping people and making health um, easy as well so pure greens thank you so much for trusting in me but also um, sponsoring this episode thank you for that